Welcome back to Behind the Microphones. I'm your host, Montgomery Goosen. In today's episode, we take a look at the dissolution of one of podcasting's most infamous duos. In March of 2021, Jeremy Conte and Max the Big Cheese Dreesen, co-hosts of the renowned podcast The Sandler Files, parted ways. Today we go on a journey to discover how this rift formed, examine the circumstances of the show's final moments, and attempt to discover if this once powerful friendship can ever be reignited. This is Behind the Microphones. In the infantile, yawning months of the year known as 2021, the Sandler Files were on top of the world. News outlets across the globe were buzzing with the antics of its two hosts, who had partied their way to a reputation as the bad boys of podcasting. And then, as quickly as it had arrived, it was over. Conte and Dreesen released a joint statement announcing the show's end, citing a clinical inability to stand the sight of each other's faces. To this day, no one knows what really happened to bring about the end of the Sandler Files. Until now. Pieced together from recently unearthed archival recordings, I present to you here, for the first time, the final episode of The Sandler Files. Uh, welcome back to The Sandler Files, everybody. We are back for episode 13! Wow. Now, that's a lot of episodes, dude. Lucky number 13. That's insane. Nothing can go wrong with 13. No. So, this week, we uh, we watched and enjoyed, just loved, just absolutely cherished what a- every moment Wow. with the film Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy, such it's such a lovely movie, you know. Such a beautiful, touching story. Honestly, I did I didn't know what to expect going into this. Well, I kind of did, and <laughs> let's just say this was definitely a stoner comedy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know and didn't listen last week, uh, Grandma's Boy is a stoner comedy starring and written by uh, this this Sandler protege kind of that we've we've had this weird obsession with. Wait, it's that's the it's not really starring him. We said it was a Nick Swarsden movie last week. It's not really it's like one third a Nick Swarsden movie. Yeah. And there's two other random guys who are in the movie. It's just Max pointed it out, out to me. I didn't realize that he was in almost as many Sandler movies as the rest of the gang. Yeah. Always as like a side character. And so now we he Max has passed on to me this fascination with yeah, Nick, Nick Swarsden. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get more into Nick Swarsden in a bit. But talking about Grandma's Boy. Yeah. Wow. Uh that was hard to sit through. Dude. <laughs> like I don't I don't think stoner comedies like isn't that just like code for not funny movie? <laughs> <laughs> I guess Is so. That... It's like hey, it's a comedy movie but we didn't really try with our with our comedy. Yeah. And it's you have for to be, stoners. You have to be high to laugh. Yeah. Like it was I, okay, let's. I'm just gonna go through the plot. So you follow this guy, who's basically just a jerk, not likable at all. Yeah. This very mediocre white man. Uh, and he basically, you know, the protagonist of all these movies that we've watched. And this is not Adam Sandler, by the way. He's not in this movie. Um, no, I don't he even just know this guy. It. Yeah. But he's just some guy, kind of doing a Joel McHale type delivery, and he is a stoner. Doesn't really care about anything. Um, he finds out his roommate hasn't been paying his rent, so he gets kicked out on the street. By Rob Schneider. Don't. Doing a don't. potentially racist accent. I, I, I just, I can't even, there's so much wrong with this movie that I can't even <laughs> focus on the Rob Schneider and how much I dislike him. Yeah. So, uh, he gets kicked out on the street, and he, uh, he tries to live with his friend. That doesn't work out for unfunny reasons. And so he ends up moving in with his grandma and her two roommates, who all three of them, I guess, are widows. Hence the name Grandma's Boy. But the funny thing is, I would say that is not the more integral part of the plot. No. The much bigger part of the storyline is that this guy, this stoner, he's a gamer. He's a game tester. Guys. He's got the uh, the the career of a, of a 
lifetime. He tests video games That's for a right. living. But they don't they clearly don't know anything about QA testing because they didn't do any research at all. Because game testers aren't like sal I don't think they're like you know, they get their own cubicle. Well, he's and like, like one of the most respected guys in the building. Yeah, almost. everyone knows who he is yeah. and is like, yo, check with Alex, gotta gotta ask Alex. And it's like, why would anyone care about... His job is to <laughs> go like, through the levels. It's like hundreds of game testers. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's a, there's a pretty girl who is very nice and way out of his league, played by Linda Cardellini from uh, Freaks and Geeks and Hawkeye's Wife in the Avengers movies. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, she's. Uh, I like her a lot as an actress. She was also um, who's the nerdy Scooby Doo girl? Velma. Daphne or Velma? Velma. She was Velma. I don't know. In Wait, the... Why don't I know? She was Velma. I think it's Velma. Yeah, right? she was Velma yeah. in the James Gunn Scooby Doo movies. Okay. So, I, she falls in love with him for literally no reason. It makes no sense. <laughs> Half the times he talks to her, he's just like, "You're hot," and she, and yeah. I guess she falls for him, even though he's like. So he's, lame. He's like a not... He's not oh. likable. He's not nice. He has no redeemable qualities that he, he just, advertises. He just, he just smokes weed. He's, and, guys, and he talks likes about having, having sex. Ugh, I just... He was really unlikable as a protagonist. <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't like anything about him. And it just felt like... I'm really concerned that someone could watch this movie and be like, Oh, I wish I was Alex. I wish I had that yeah, life. Yeah, Alex is living. Yeah, smoking, you know, testing video games. Anyways, that's the whole plot of the movie, basically. Like, mm-hmm. there's not really an overarching plot outside of his relationship with the girl and um, that he's been developing a game in his free time. Yes, and that, that, is, that his grandma's been playing with him. And that really comes in at the end when someone else on the team tries to steal it and then yes. he, he takes the credit back and he, he proves it because his grandma is able to beat the game that he developed because they've been playing it, <laughs> it together. It makes no sense, actually. Like, this movie, when you think about anything, the tiniest little bit, it all just breaks down. Like, this is not real. It's super dumb, and I guess that's kind of harmless, yeah. But it's really not enjoyable to sit through because of how stupid it is. It's it's like it's not stupid in a, in like a fun creative way. It's more stupid in this like annoying bro, Hey bro, hey dude, let's go smoke weed and and talk about sex together. It just yeah, it's really and raunchy. And play video games. It's raunchy We're in the gamers. worst ways. Um and it's it has like a very mid 2000s monster energy vibe of what gaming is. <laughs> yeah. It's when gaming was radical, you know, like yeah, the with PS2 like loud era. techno music, the yeah. future. So I I, I I nothing about it was like felt true or real. No. I mean obviously it's a comedy, but like you can do that and have good moments. Uh I'm not saying it's like terrible because it's stupid i'm saying it's bad because it didn't try anything yeah no that's that's a good way to put it like there's stupid comedies that are fun yeah i it's it's almost too stupid i don't know it's like brainless yeah uh it feels like something like a high schooler who really likes weed would write and be like and then i get a job where i play video games and there's a super hot executive who comes into the office and she falls in love with me because i'm so totally awesome instead of my boss and every day in the boss. every day in the break room all the other testers challenge me to any game they can imagine <laughs> but i always win and i'm coding my own video game in my spare time and it's so much better than what a whole company's making the idea that he made this like full 
3D action game. It's like in a his massive spare time. like <laughs> something that a company would have to come together and work on at that time. Yeah, and alone at home. They oh. don't really even explain it. Also, the game is only on one disc. Yeah, like he that's has literally the thing. zero. It's just, hey guys, I'm working on a game. Here it is. It's this <laughs> CD. The reason the guy is able to steal it from him is because he gives him the CD. He doesn't. And... He doesn't even have a computer. No, and then <laughs> he doesn't have any computer code that, like that he used to make the game. He gives the guy his one CD with the game on it, and then his boss is like, "Well, do you have like another copy of the game or proof that you you had it somewhere else?" And he's like. No. That's it's the, like that's the only copy. <laughs> your one copy was on a burned <laughs> CD that was just sitting in your Xbox. Yeah. I guess the boss, what JP, that was his name? No, or is that that's the one who stole it? Yeah. Yeah, JP. Yeah. yeah. He was he was fine. He was like the funniest guy, I think. Yeah, the guy who stole it is the only funny guy cuz he's like this savant video game developer who like created a really popular like, Mortal Kombat type game when he was like 13. And he acts, he's the most realistic gamer yeah. in the whole movie. He's just having fun with it, and he's wearing this huge trench coat. He wears a trench the coat the whole time. Anytime he talks to a woman, he goes, m'lady. And, <laughs> you know, he looks like he just stepped out of a Matrix convention. Yeah. Um. See, that's good. There's one bit they do with him that's kind of annoying where he'll default, like, he has, like, a Gollum-esque thing where he has two personalities. Yeah. And one of them is a robot voice, and it gets really old really fast where he'll, like, the robot voice will be like, she doesn't like you. And he'll be like, no, shut up. And it's like, okay. Yeah, come on. It's not that funny. Like, we, they, we don't they, need to see it 30 it was a times. Good, it was a good step, that guy. That's the best part of the movie, I think. Most realistic, for sure. Yeah. Um, But the... the uh, I completely lost my train of thought. But Jonah Hill is in this movie. That's what I was going to say. How did you know? <laughs> I don't know. That I've been, was where I've been waiting I to, to, go. to mention that. Yeah, no, that's the other thing I wanted this to is, mention. I checked it out online. This is his second movie ever, what Jonah Hill. What was his Hill. first? Uh, another Happy Madison produced thing. Really? Yeah. This was like a year before Superbad, I'm pretty sure. Like a year or two. Yeah, I Which think was so. his big breakthrough. So it's weird to see him in this. He's and... like a very minor role too. But he's also one of the only actors who delivers lines in a funny yes. way. When when compared with Nick Swarsden, yeah. like you mentioned, it's, it becomes very clear. Uh, I would just say, I think you'll know if you're the audience for this movie based on if what we told you makes you go sounds dumb and fun like a, which a, is valid a crazy dude who's high like buys a monkey and then the monkey like learns taekwondo and then there's like a witch doctor and and, and then the grandma gets high and then the, all the grandma's roommates get high and they have a big old party and the gamer guy gets the girl it's also, it's just it's a mess i don't i would just i i just <laughs> it's really lame it's like there's better comedies there's yeah it did it all this, this movie does other movies have done better this idea better yeah like animal yeah. house is obviously a better version of the, like yeah, this of kind of concept of like a party movie or right. like fast times at ridgemont high like or like for a stoner comedy like bill and ted or oh, i love bill and ted yeah so, so, something like that like there's always better written versions of this uh, yeah and we're also definitely not the target audience but i just it's hard for me to like it feels like there's a very specific target audience it's for just this. very low brow yeah that's that's all but you know well i guess that's kind of all our thoughts on it like that that's that's grandma's boy it's a stoner comedy <laughs> yeah do you want to do you want to rate it sandler, on the sandler scale. scale yeah sandler scale. very low on the sandler scale yeah i'm gonna keep it real with you we got a david spade cameo as well on top of the oh rob true schneider. true but even then it was not very funny and it's just it's like rob schneider and david spade yeah they pop in for like 30 seconds each to play a wacky character and it's even... just improved on the point. None of it had like the vibes of the Sandler comedy. It just felt like a bad mid two thousands comedy. Like it yeah. didn't have that Sandler touch of like weird surreal. You can't believe this is happening. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really like one or two, right? Like I I'd go like two. Uh, maybe three. I don't know. For the gamer character? Just be, like, there's JP. some points that are, like, enjoyable to be, like, making fun of. Yeah. There's enough going on where it's not boring to be watching. Yeah, but we were silent a lot because we didn't have a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think two, one or two. And then even as a movie, I'd give it, like, a two. <laughs> like, yeah. I it's it's just not for me. Yeah, I... I don't really... I can't think of anything else I need to say about it. Um, it's exactly what you think based on what we've just said. Yes. You could picture the whole movie. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's that. So now we'll we'll dive on into a little bit of history about Nick Swarsden. Oh, yeah, do the Swarsden That chat. I have here. Educate so, me. Essentially, Nick Swarsden, you might be confused. Why is he hanging out with Sandler and all of his SNL buddies, right? Because he's younger, right? He's like, so much younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, essentially... In 2003, Nick Swarston, he started out doing just comedy clubs, small stand-up, etc. Eventually, he got like a half an hour section of a comedy special on the Comedy Network. Mm-hmm. And Adam Sandler was lying in bed with his wife one night watching TV, and he saw the stand-up special. And immediately after watching it, he's like, oh, I need to... That kid's funny. He's got he's got the good. Yeah. Sandler contacted Swarston and asked if he'd be interested in collaborating. Swarston's first project with Sandler was co-writing the screenplay for Grandma's Boy. And so, Sandler wasn't listed as a screenwriter, though. Yeah. That's weird. That's what it says I on guess, Wikipedia. I guess but... there was enough rewrites post-Sandler. Yeah, but I didn't know this was the first Sandler-Nick Swarzen film. That's in- You know, that's kind of the dream for a young like screenwriter. Like I know for me personally, Yes, I've been working on this. this that's, screen- getting, that's getting picked up by the hand of God. Well, yeah. And, and lifted to greatness grandma's you know, boy like i've been working on my screenplay for a while and i feel like it's something special but like to just get to like can we just not talk about your screenplay on the uh, show please i mean i i think it's interesting like i, I like... sure it's interesting enough but people don't click on the podcast to hear about your screenplay <laughs> i this isn't starbucks i'm not peering over at your laptop going oh what are you working on there okay i i'm i'm do, do we need to talk like do you want to pause and talk like i feel like this is i've tapped a nerve yeah okay whatever let's sort this out like what what's the Can issue with me talking up? What's the issue do- with me talking about my screenplay? Uh, it's it doesn't relate to this at all. Uh, you can I, I mean you can uh, like mention oh hey I'm working on a screenplay blah 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 but I it just seems like you want to go in depth on this. Well, we you don't can. know who, we don't know who could be listening to this so maybe it's a good Who's idea. Who's listening to this? We have like seven people listen to this. Okay, uh, um, I look. Oh, let's just. We can talk about the screenplay. I'd be happy to hear about your screenplay, right? No, you know what? But you're right. We have an audience. You're who... right. Well, it's it's better served in our own time. I'm sorry. Uh, it's keep, it's all good. It's all good. Keep going on the Swarsden talk. That's essentially everything about Swarsden. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you got any trivia? Tri- oh, we got a boatload of trivia here. Yo, hit me with the Jeremy. trivia. Okay. All right. So much trivia. This might be the most trivia we've ever done. Okay, well, you're gonna have to wrap it. Yeah, yeah. Because time. Absolutely. Okay. First piece of trivia: the video game featured in the movie Demonic, was... which is the that's the game Alex made on his own. That's his solo project. Yes, yes, that was going to be an actual video game. That's what we're seeing in the movie, but it got canceled because the company developing it went bankrupt. That's gonna hurt. That's okay. gonna hurt bad. <laughs> yes. Next piece of trivia: this film barely grossed six million in its original theatrical release. Oh my god! Barely. Then the film, <laughs> after being released on DVD, made fifty million. Oh my god. It really yeah. found its audience. It did. So this would have been... Maybe that's why Netflix was like, we gotta get on this Sandler train. Yeah. Because home video is where it's at. In in the first scene, one of the first scenes when they're getting kicked out of their apartment, one of the characters says, you're a hooker to one of the movers. Mm-hmm. This was 
Adam Sandler's idea, who was on the set that day, he came up with that line, and everyone loved it, so they kept it in. I wouldn't even have remembered that line if <laughs> yeah. you hadn't sent it. Okay, the camera it. sequence of JP when he's in his, like, white kind of void room. room. Yeah, he's he's moving around on a Segway. Yeah. There's a cut at a random point in one of those shots, and it's because the guy holding the camera ran into a large metal beam. Nice. <laughs> so that's funny. Elements of JP's character as well were loosely based on Cliffy B, who designed Gears of War. Oh, that So there, there is sense. kind of in, uh, inspiration. Additionally... The main guy, whatever, Alex, he's based on David Perry, who made Earthworm Jim as well. Great. So they were based on It's real like death. loose inspiration. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, there's hidden 420s all over this movie. Epic. That's so Yo. cool. Yo. Oh, my God, dude. No way. The grandma's house number is 420 when he's playing, like, the Are frog game. serious? The points he gets is 420. Oh. Yeah. I got a double whammy of great trivia here. Okay. Rob go, Schneider's go. cameo as... His name was like Yorgos or something. Yeah, his yeah. his cameo. No one knew how his character would look or sound until he showed up on set the day of filming. The accent he talks in is supposed to be Armenian, which literally had the casting crew in stitches while filming. Especially Nick Swarzen, who said Schneider was just talking gibberish. Gibberish. <laughs> she said gibberish. I've said that my whole life. I need to correct that. Okay. So, anyways, next piece. David Spade's cameo as the health vegan was actually the last day of shooting on film. They cracked up the entire crew, especially Nick Swarston, who was completely caught off guard by it. So Nick Swarston just couldn't hold it together. Yeah. I genuinely can't believe he had that much trouble. Like, yeah. Are oh. you getting a call again? Yes, sorry. Can we just put this on pause? Sorry. I, okay. The conversation will just pause. Um, Hi, Gooseberry. Are you serious? Are you? Can you not? Hey, Boko. To all our listeners who My. don't know, Max got a girlfriend. Can you stop? I'm just saying, you talked to We're her. not leaving this in the episode, first of all. Just let me talk to my girlfriend. Jesus. Dude. No Boko. Boko Bono. This is constant. Uh, yes. Just so you guys know, he's just always talking. Like, oh, yeah. yeah we'll just be hanging out, tips. and he'll talk to her for, like, an hour yeah. while we're trying to, like, play games or, like, write or something. No, just doing the podcast. She's also really annoying. She we'll has this really nasally that. voice. Are you kidding me? I don't... I, what, what, what do you have against her voice, too? She's got a beautiful singing voice. Okay. You don't gotta okay. get so defensive. All right, I'll, I'll hang up. Well, just let me say goodbye. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, I, love I'm really you, sorry, Boko. But... Oh, God. Dude, that's that's really annoying. Like, you see that, right? That you're being annoying? What? Like, that's love, man. That's not love. Yeah. You're just What being, do you mean it's not love? You don't understand. You're just annoying. You're just, oh, my girlfriend. Nah, nah, nah. Like, why like, don't... You don't have to, like, constantly... You shouldn't always have to talk to your girlfriend. You can exist apart from her, as you did for, like, 19 years. I mean, if okay. I just if, feel like our like time if, is if, our time. I just feel like our time is our time. Podcast time is our time, and you need to be able to balance sure. that. That would be nice. I will work on that. Okay. Okay. I, I will genuinely it. work I on that because I I understand it has been done it. in the way. Thank you. Okay. Final piece of trivia. Uh, this was the second film that Adam Sandler worked on with 20th Century Fox. Okay. The first one he did was Airheads. I love Airheads. What a yeah. what a film. I okay. miss Airheads. That was a good. That was See, that was goofy in a good way. That was that was dumb in a good way. Yeah, I feel like that's a stoner comedy that works. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I guess we're moving on to San Sandler. Or do we have anything like we could just spin the wheel or maybe Google reviews we could do? <laughs> okay, Max is annoyed now. Of no, course. Okay. Well, look, we missed Google review like the past four episodes. Yeah. That was supposed to be one of like the landmark things of our show. Like that. That was so funny. Remember the first episode, the Huey Halloween we one? Okay, I, this is on me, guys. It is my job to do Google reviews. Yeah, but I so you got to get on top of that because you keep okay, forgetting about it. Like, okay. wait, I don't know. Write it down on your computer or something. I just forget. Like, is it? I. <sighs> 
Do you really want to? Okay, I'm sorry, but I for, I forgot today. I meant to do the research, but I had to go get Wendy's, and so I I don't know. I just Wait, I got caught. When, when did you get Wendy's? I got Wendy's before the show because I wanted. I was hungry. What are you talking about? When you said you were busy before the show? Yeah, I was getting food for myself. Well, why couldn't we go get the Wendy's? I didn't. I didn't. Maybe you. I've been meaning to try their new Wendy's barbecue barbecue bonanza burger. I didn't. It's not good. I just tried it. Like I got it before. Why it, would you spoil that for me? I didn't think why the would burger you spoil mattered. That? That, I I just that was that was. Uh, uh, I under that okay. was supposed to be a journey my taste buds went on alone, and I was supposed to figure that out myself. I wanted my own head to decide that. Okay, but now I know that it's probably mediocre, and well, now I don't even want to try it. Well, anymore. Why would you want a mediocre burger? I'm protecting you. You always do this every because time. Because it's, it's an experience, you know. But is the experience it worth it if it's bad? Yes. Why do you always? Yes, that's the. That's when you try something new at fast food. That's when I tried the farmer's wrap at Tim Hortons. It could have been bad. I thought it might have been bad. It was good. I like it. Okay. The farmer's wrap isn't good. First of all, and second of all, are you kidding me right now? I I don't I don't want to keep having this argument, Max. I didn't think it was a big deal to tell you how a burger tasted. I've told you're you. Being about a, you're, being a a you're being a child. You're being a child. You're the real this. child here because you don't really care about what I ever think. That's not childish. I'm protecting you That's, from a bad no, burger. No, you're not protecting me. What do you mean? You don't have to protect me. What are you, my you're dad? You're being ridiculous. I don't want to keep having this conversation over and over again, Max. Yeah? Okay, well... No, it, I'm actually maybe, genuinely maybe tired of this. stop having conversations altogether, then. If you're sick of this. Like, if if you can't, you know... Just I, not spoil me about upcoming fast food I mean, if you're going to keep being a baby about fast... A baby. About fast a food baby. burgers... About fast food burgers? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk anymore. It's my interests, man. Your interest is fast food? Oh, yeah. You know what? No, my interest is screenwriting. My interest is screenwriting. No, I can't. I can't keep doing this, Oh, yeah, yeah. Walk on out. Walk on out. What do you mean? So we're done. I'm done. I don't want to keep doing this if you're going to act like this. You're actually a child. Yeah, I can do this. I can do great things on my own. I don't need you. Yeah, I don't need you either. Get out. Okay, bye. And unfortunately, folks, that was the end. Since then, the two former friends have walked divergent paths. Jeremy, after failing as a screenwriter, now works in the music industry as rapper and mogul Slim Rhythmic. His only notable song is the TikTok sensation Who You Snappin'. Yeah, you look good in this pic, but I already know your tricks. Shorty got that high score. Who you snappin'? Stay sending me pics of floor. Who you snappin'? I'm sick of these streaks of yours. I'm looking for something more. Most recently, Jeremy had an unfortunate spat with the paparazzi outside of his Toronto apartment. What are you trying to say to me right now? What are you trying to say? You're coming up to me. Do you know who I am? I'm Slim Rhythmic. Jeremy No, 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 no. You don't get to call me Jeremy. That's my Oakland name. That's what my friends call me. Are we friends? Because I've never seen you in my life before. Okay. So step back. So step back is what I'm saying because I'm waiting for my Uber. I'm stepping back. No, this is disrespectful. I have to do this all day. Max, on the other hand, transitioned into a career as a successful character actor. He delivered a critically acclaimed role in the Dante sisters' latest film, Sewer People. How long have you been down here? Two? Three months? Two months? You don't get to Sewer Master by spending only two months down here? I've been here 15 years. My wife left me for a plumber. Before her, I didn't know what love was. I thought I knew. Because I was a kid. Kids think they know everything. But she showed me what it's like to give yourself over to something great. To exist entirely as a shared soul. Of course, she didn't like it down here much. She couldn't take the sewer life, the smell, the filth of it all. I thought she was overreacting. But I didn't notice that that same filth I praised had rubbed off on me. 
rubbed off on the bond she shared. And she left, and with her left the only happiness I've ever known. That loss, that lack, that is what it takes to be sewer master. You still want it. And this month he received a Kids' Choice Award for his performance in the film Mr. Popper's Penguins 2. Thank you. Thank you. This, this means so much to me. You know, bringing Pengy the Penguin to life on that silver screen has always been a dream of mine. I just want to thank Nick Swarsden and Jeremy K- Renner, Jeremy Renner, for his work as Hawkeye. Uh, bye. As far as we know, the two haven't spoken to each other since that fateful day when they reviewed Grandma's Boy, but today, we've prepared a special surprise. We've invited both of them to our studios under false pretenses. Neither knows they have secretly been brought to a one-on-one meeting to see if they could hash out their differences. Let's listen to what happens next. Are you serious? What are you doing here? I was invited to be interviewed about my stellar music career. I don't know if you've heard. Well, I was invited to talk about my incredible acting career. I I don't know if you've heard about that. Oh, yeah, incredible. Just won a Kids' Choice Award. First of all, they didn't tell me that you were going to be here, so I think I'll be leaving right now. Yeah, I think I'll be leaving too because I don't... I don't see, I don't, I don't what, is, what is this about the show? Is this about Sandler, whatever the, again? Whatever that stupid thing was. Yeah, I didn't even, like, I didn't even like it. I didn't, I didn't care about care. it at all. No, I thought it was stupid and like dumb. Yeah, and like, I thought it was, I, didn't... I Like I was creatively dying. Yeah, I don't. Like it felt, every time we recorded it felt like I was dying. I don't miss it at all. Like no. definitely not. Um, I just, you know, I'm doing great now. Um, I don't know if you saw my song blew up on TikTok. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a forward thinker. I don't like to, you know, enjoy myself. Like the the guy in Grandma's Boy? Like Grandma's Boy? Yeah. God, that movie sucked. That was, I wish I never watched that. Dude, I found some Google reviews of that that were so... You found Google reviews? Yeah, well, I thought, you know, because I didn't do it when we record, like I... Well, I, why don't you just read the Google reviews, just like, for, for old times' sake? I mean, sure. I get... I can do... Yeah, I've got some Grandma Boys ones. Okay. Um, yeah, here. Uh, this guy says... Ben says, The bad reviews for Grandma's Boys are just plain stupid. The story of the main character making his way through the early days of high-res graphic games told with a comedic backdrop alone is surprisingly engaging, <laughs> especially through the lens of 12 years past. Note, the very noticeable lack of smartphones or social media references. Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. It's almost like they filmed this in 2006 before yeah. <laughs> social media was the thing. This guy really gets it. Yeah. The film is just on the cusp of the shift to the digital age <laughs> and is a stark reminder of how fast our world has changed in just over a decade. The individual performances are riotous. The comedic, the comedic bits are classic. The kind of scenes and lines that if you watch more than once stick with you for years and for me more than a decade. Grandma's Boy is in the top tier of the Sandler productions, which has its hits and misses. The lack of Sandler's over-the-top character-driven performance is what makes this movie stand out. Take a chance and watch it once. Take my advice and watch it three times. You will never again forget the phrase, I'm thinking about getting metal legs. It's a risky operation, but it'll be worth it. Enjoy. Wow. So I think, I think honestly, we went about it the wrong way. I think so. We should have watched it three times. Yeah. Okay, we got to watch it another two times. Well, then this guy this guy said, there was another review right below that one. Yeah. And this is from uh, Nelly, and she says, didn't see. <laughs> Thanks, Nelly. <laughs> Dope Thanks, review. Nelly. So, yeah, yeah um, hmm. those were the Google reviews I missed, I guess. Um, so I guess that's it. So we'll... Yeah, I mean, I don't. That's that's all we had to do, right? 
the shows. That's you know we closed the like, chapter. Did, I don't know. Did you want to like watch another like Adam? Sandler? I mean, I I I mean, I could like I haven't watched like, one I, I don't since know, we stopped. You, yeah, so I, I could like I could watch another like I, I've I've still got the wheel bookmarked. Like just, I thought just in case I want to. Do you want to? I want to. You want to do it? I mean, I say I mean, it might be fun. It might be fun. <laughs> it could be. I mean, you know, okay. You want to spin? Yeah, yeah. Let's spin the wheel. Okay. You want to yeah, spin the wheel? Spin the wheel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's spin it. Are you serious? <laughs> no. The one. The one we added while we were watching Grandma's Boy. Uh oh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got airplane mode, which I oh. did not know about. Uh oh! Before uh, this was, a, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Matt's mentioned this while we were watching Grandma's Boy. He said this is a Nick Swarzen movie written by Jake and Logan Paul. <laughs> the and influencers. Hey, maybe we should add it to our list. We only get terrible movies this semester. This is our second last movie. <laughs> we're not gonna get a good one all semester. Okay, well there we have it. We're gonna watch Airplane Mode next episode. I guess we're back with Airplane Mode. Yo, my God! Hey, it's good to be back though. Yeah. Regretting it. Yeah. But I'm excited. Yes. Airplane mode. Wow. That's the story of how I, Montgomery Goosen, single handedly saved the Sandler files from the jaws of calamity. This has been Behind the Microphones. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Sandler Files. Uh, that was our review of Grandma's Boy. We'll see you back here next week with our review of Airplane Mode from the <laughs> Paul Brothers. Yay! All right. Thanks All so right. much for listening. See ya. <laughs>